Welcome to today's edition of the Rutten Brothers with Father John Rutten of St. Lambert's Parish in Sioux Falls, Father Paul Rutten of Immaculate Conception Parish in Watertown, and Joe Rutten, Director of Faith Formation at St. Joseph's Cathedral in Sioux Falls on the Lamb Catholic Radio Network 104.3, 91.3, and 88.9 FM and online at lambradio.com. The Rutten Brothers show is being brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. If you have questions for the Rettens, call 605-275-4659 or email info at lamradio.com. Now here's your host, Joe Rutten. Good morning, everybody. How we doing? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. If you only knew out there what just went on. <laughs> Good morning, Sioux Falls. <laughs> hey, we're further than Sioux Falls. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, and everybody I, I, else I, I, out there. I, I couldn't figure out how to that like. knows Sioux Falls people. Yeah, like, you can't really do like diet, like, yeah, I just, anyway. Okay, We'll right. fig- We'll figure the, uh, the intro <laughs> yeah. out for another time. But right now it's Sioux Falls and beyond. Yeah. We'll have to do, uh, what's the cartoon and beyond? It's called America. America? <laughs> no, like, what's the... Who's the the Toy Story, right? Oh, oh yeah, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear. yeah, yeah. 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 To infinity yeah. and Two beyond. Two falls and beyond. <laughs> well, how are we doing this morning, brother? Uh, doing great. Uh, doing <laughs> that, great. That, that, uh, that's partially true. I got my car to the to the service place uh, oh. on time, so that's good. This morning. This morning, yeah. Yep. I'd, wow, should have had you drop mine. <laughs> so that should be done while we're here on the air. And then nice. John will take me over there, and oh, yeah, that's it'll all be good. Yeah. yeah. So and I went outside and was reminded that not everyone has a garage. Oh, yeah. yeah. The car I was going to drive was outside, and it went out there, and it went. <laughs> it wouldn't turn over. And Freezing. And I didn't have gloves on. Oh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm now, walking you do out have there. A garage. I do have right. a garage, but somebody. Loan me a car. Long story. All right. There's another another car, a nicer car. It, the car, okay, the reason I have the car is because it has heated seats and heated steering wheel. Heated grips. And the person that was driving was like, you could drive this for a week if you'd like. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd love to drive a car that has heated steering wheel. So I took it for the week. And, and my first day, this is yesterday, this is two days, yeah, yesterday. My first day, I go out there to have a heated seat. It's all going to be great. <laughs> I'm, I'm freezing. My fingers are like falling off because the car won't start. And then by the time I get back inside, I'm like, it is freezing out here. You know what I thought of? We used to do that every morning. Every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, my so. most vivid memory of starting a cold car that you could barely see, th- you know, like a snows on the, or it frosts on the inside, it's so cold, right? <laughs> uh, was the 40 degree below zero day over Christmas that we all worked for Tom. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, quit. and at about 9 o'clock after complaining for the first hour or so, he uh, shouts out on the job site, if you're going to keep complaining all day, you might as well just go home. And we scurried like mice. <laughs> we were off the roof. We were down. We were in the car. He didn't even know so, we were gone no, until no, no. Where the around. car was driving away. Yeah, I think, I think he, Where'd they go? I think well, he heard the engine leave. start up and turned around and said, what? I, I, I wasn't serious. So for all of you that all are right. not yet outside, 
It's cold. It's cold. If it's you can cold, send your uh, husband out to go start up your car, today's the day to do it. The uh, I've I've always you know the the garage back to the garage deal. Um, I've never understood the people in my neighborhood, particularly uh, gentleman across the street who actually is from Father Paul's neck of the woods, uh, has his boat where his truck should be. And so every single morning he gets up and heads out and goes out to his truck outside. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, I love my boat, but I'd find a storage unit for that (laughs) that thing. (laughs) All righty. Well, what's going on? Any uh, updates here? What do we got a little check-in? What do we got going on in your guys' world? (laughs) Uh, Well, it's been a busy time. That's right. I mean, we just came off Christmas. Yeah. We haven't, yeah, we we haven't, have, uh, we haven't been on before no, Christmas. Since Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, New Year. Um, it's been great. I loved Christmas and uh, the Holy Day. Mary, Mother of God, fell on a Sunday. So many people just kind of rolled right into what you're, we're used yep. to. Uh, well, and the but, observatory was moved. So yep. that changed it a little bit. Now, yes. there's, there's people out there <laughs> maybe that don't know. But uh, January 1st is a day of obligation. Right. It's a holy day of obligation, Mary, Mother of God. Yeah. And so we have to go to church. Now, some people are more focused on what they're doing uh, on the vigil <laughs> for New Year's Eve yeah. than they are. But uh, it fell uh, on the 1st, mm-hmm. right? And so it's no, it fell on, uh, Sunday. on Sunday. And yep. so it's just so trans. For yep. everyone, it was a normal weekend mass for them. So we had a huge crowd Saturday night. Yes. Huge, mm-hmm. packed, people all over the place. Yes. Uh, and I have to say that Sunday morning I was wishing that I could stay in bed. Oh, my. Uh, I was exhausted. Mm. Uh, it was cold outside. Uh, so, but I got up. Did you go to a New Year's party? Yeah, we kept it kind of low-key. I think a lot of people seem to keep New Year's this year kind of low-key, uh, which is okay. Went to a family's house, uh, and we played cards. I learned how to play a game called Canadian Salad. Canadian, Canadian salad. salad. And my are you moving north of the border? My Canadian, are you an my competitive major came out? <laughs> I know. And I, was I know the Trump deal is throwing oh, me for I was a loop. Losing so bad. It was I'm miserable. going to Canada. It was miserable, uh, but thankfully uh, I didn't lose the whole game. Hmm. Uh, but they that they discovered that I don't lose well. Oh, well, so. I played cards. You on New Year's Eve too. I went over to family's house, baptized the. Uh, the first person that I witnessed their marriage at St. Lambert, like I had this profound oh, nice. experience of realizing this is my daughter. Uh, well, now the fruit of their love. I baptized their baby yesterday, or on News Eve. So I go to their house, play cards at the end, pinochle, right? Oh, so I, I, kinda, play, I played no, before, I, it's been a while, I've kind of got to get refreshed or whatever, and we're just like killing it. And they said at the beginning of the game, you know, things can change really quickly. <laughs> you know, they were, because in the beginning I was losing. So they were kind of, you know, encourage me, you know, we bring the free pastor over and we beat him. And, you know, and so we're getting there and it's like, I don't know, we had whatever we were, we were going to win. Double pinochle in the other hand, which is like 50 points or something. I don't know, 30 <laughs> points or something. They got the hand, the, oh, they got the hand. Yep. And you lost. And I lost. Yep. And you know how I like to lose. Right. As well as I like to lose, yeah. or Joe likes to lose. About as wow. much as, that's what's going on. So this on. is I DNA. Went, this is oh in the blood. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a recovering uh, perfectionist, which means I have to win it. <laughs> so we, the other thing that's going on is we went skiing with the seminarians. Father oh, Sean yeah. Hagerty oh, yeah. the vocation director for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. And uh, um, so he 
brings the seminarians that are back home between Christmas and New Year's, and we go out to Great Bear for a day of skiing and invite other young men that are interested in the priesthood to come. And we have a race. We have a lot of races, and I like to win. I was gonna, uh, yeah. I was gonna Facebook message some things on that, and I thought I'd leave it alone. Uh, but you've been skiing before, and it hasn't. You have. <laughs> you remember this? The tree oh, one. <laughs> the tree one, I believe. Remember? Didn't you uh, yeah, even, in high school Terry go, go on a... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't tree? a tree. <laughs> it was worse. It was a snow fence. <laughs> and I got my head stuck in it. <laughs> so, so I mean, this is like... So what was I in... I think it was either freshman. I was a freshman in high school because I went with Jack Oliver. Oliver's got a place out there. I go out there. I've been skiing like once at Great Bear, which is for all of you outside of uh, Sioux, Sioux Falls. Falls. Yeah, you're, it's a bump. And... So I've been there once, and we go to Vail. Oh, yeah, absolutely, I ski. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Great. So we go to Vail. Who needs lessons? We're going up on the ski lift, you know, and you take, like, three lifts, you know, to get to where you're going. And we all come up there, and it was this moment I, I remember vividly. Uh, all of the women went one way, and all of the men went another way. Oh, oh yes. And nobody asked. I mean, I don't remember ever being <laughs> like, hey, can I need this kind of... So I follow all the men, of course, you know. What do they do? Triple black diamond, the first time down. And I'm there like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> so anyway, I, I made that one, but I'm kind of like testing my limits because I don't want to admit to these people that I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> Obviously, they can tell. If you've ever been with some of these, I go off this jump and you're supposed to, you're, it was a big jump. And it kind of comes around a corner and you got to like, the minute you land you have to start turning and i didn't start turning <laughs> and so i don't know what happened all i know is the next thing i know is my head is literally stuck through the bottom of a fence in a snowbank <laughs> and uh they had to bring the people up there my ear is bleeding and they had to take me up a lift well that's anymore okay. we're done so yep so it didn't go so well but i discovered that he was competitive because when i asked my uh Students who went from my parish, they're like, wow, your brother's really competitive, isn't he? First thing! Well, first they didn't say, like, your brother's really nice. Boy, you were really competitive. He was really, he came over yeah. and talked to us. No, they didn't say any of that. that. No. Just competitive. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm getting better. I, yeah. I, so, You're going to be the best. So I, only, <laughs> so I only beat the high school kid in the race once, and then go. I let them win. <laughs> just just so I knew I could do it. <laughs> yeah. But I do have to tell families when I go to their house that I won't let their kids win. Like oh, you do? Play, yeah. If we oh. play a game, I'm like, I'll play, but... <laughs> <laughs> just a heads up here. Just so you know. Uh, but what's great, I'm though, not into giving awards when they beat to everybody. Me, then they beat me. So it's... And they do beat me. Absolutely. As well. But, yeah, I know I Where it should be. So, yeah. uh, so, but I tell them ahead of time. I'm like, I'll play, but you got to know that uh, I don't know how not to try and win <laughs> so that's awesome i guess sometimes I don't get well, that. can we roll uh, that into something can i keep going well uh okay you, you got your I'll come keep back. your train of thought there <laughs> <and> we'll, <laughs> we'll, well, all right well that's a good start to the morning yeah. um, <laughs> so just a heads up here if the for the listeners out there we need to give a few shout outs uh we do have a few people. I'm always reminded by people, hey, it's not just your family listening. <laughs> yeah. So everybody out there listening, uh, a lot of people like to do the stream. The stream right now isn't up, and it will be here, I'm sure, at some point, but a little technical difficulty. So the stream will be coming. 
Uh, but otherwise, just tune in. You can get that Lamb app. I don't know That's who does the best it. Way to oh, do. dude, the Lamb app. Listen, get the Lamb app on your phone right now. Just be done with it. Be over with. You know what the problem is, though? What I hate about apps is remembering your password oh. for the iStore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I hate passwords. My thumb. But this oh. is free, so. There you go. No, but no, you still no, need you still, it. You, you, know get your pa- you, get, you, you need your need password, password to, to download into a new app. it. Yeah. Download it. That's why you just use your thumb. So, yeah, anyway. you type in Lamb Radio, and it's the first option that should come up. Oh, it's Rockstar. So anyway, you can listen to it on your, <laughs> your iPhone or whatever else. Otherwise, uh, uh, 104.3, uh, Dalian, and 99. some of the other ones. So, Well, you, you know what? I had an interesting uh, start to my morning. I thought, John, you were going to have to t- John, it would have been, it's your desire to take over the radio show, I know. You almost <laughs> got that this morning. I heard. Uh, so uh, my wife and I had a nice little gift from somebody when we had Vincent, and they gave us a hotel room to the clubhouse over on the west side. By the way, I never get over to the west side anymore. There's all kinds of stuff going on over there I didn't know about. Oh. Uh, so we go over to the clubhouse and we're eating breakfast and you know it's nice. Uh, they have a great breakfast over there, whatever else. And uh, Vincent decides he's sick, oh, and no. I've got him in my arms. And yeah, so uh, you know, it's contained. I guess is the n- n- pl- polite way to say it on the mo- in the morning. Uh, I've got it contained. I'm up to the hotel room. So a woman watches the whole thing happen, and the look on her face was priceless as she re- sees me of, like, sympathy, laughter. Like, she wants to laugh at me, but she knows that it's not polite because poor guy just had his baby, you know, <laughs> do this all over. So here I am. All right, well, that starts the chain reaction. Then yesterday, Leo's sick. So now, <laughs> now today, it's my wife. So Great. She so says, you joined us in a radio show, reminding <laughs> yeah, us so, that you're the next. So now one to get I'm sick. next, and then it'll be you guys. So good luck. Flip a dice or flip a coin. Who gets it next? So if you're listening from the parishes of Immaculate Conception in Watertown or St. Lambert Parish and in Sioux Falls, and you're wondering the why there's no mass tomorrow morning, <laughs> call my brother. So we we wake Joel. up this. We didn't sleep basically. We this morning she says, "Well, you got to take take the baby like to daycare." So anyway, long story short. Uh, but I made it. Here we are, and uh, we're rocking and rolling. Are we live? Hey, the stream's live, everybody. Pull it up. Check it out. Uh, check out uh, the three bald ruttons. There we go. <laughs> Our show's <coughs> name. Well, let's take a little look. Uh, you, you had something you wanted to roll over, John? You yeah, I, I, I think uh, I was talking yesterday at the parish council about mass and, you know, evangelization and sort of this work we want to do and there can be I, there, there's a, a way of going about it that i think is just flat wrong now which is to try and make the mass into something that's going to be conducive to the person as opposed to recognizing it's the person that needs to look at how they approach mass and i think this is the case with the games when you go to the person's house and you say hey by the way i'm gonna try and beat your son <laughs> like I can't let your daughter win, by the way. You know, so if you want to play, this is what it's going to be like, and you're going to be offended at me. But well, they won't be, right? No, they aren't going to be. They're going to be like, oh yeah, let's play. And then both the kid that gets beat, the parents that watch all of this, and me, everything like is ordered in a way in which nobody walks away tainted or wounded, or uh, everybody's like, oh yeah, that's great. Well, I think the same thing with the mass. If people are coming expecting nobody there to be sinners. 
to not be to not have a crying kid in front of them um to have everything all beautiful perfect kind of music they like at some point we're going to be disappointed uh, but if we recognize, if I come with an expectation of, I am with a bunch of people that are beggars for God. I don't even know these people, but every one of them comes with a story. Every one of them comes with something from this morning. A, who knows which one came with a puking kid yeah. all over them, and they yep. still came to Mass because they know they're in need of God's grace. Yep. Then we can receive it. Our expectation is different. And we can receive it and be like, oh, yeah, this place is great. But if I go looking for the perfection and so... The way we propose it can help people receive it. Yeah. I think the other thing that we struggle with, though, as well, is because if you're a cradle Catholic, you don't realize that not everybody knows when to stand, sit, kneel, what to say, those kinds of things. And so I think there's that other part of it of sharing with them what we're going to do and helping them feel a part of it. So if I go to a family's house, they'll say, Father, would you say grace? And I would say, yes, but how do you say grace? And I let them tell me. What do you do? Do you do, you do a prayer? Do you just do the standard grace? Do you, there's family that adds, you know, something at the end. So I can do what they're doing, and I can know what they're doing. Because otherwise it's awkward, because father starts grace, and father doesn't start grace the way they start grace. And then their kids are confused, because they don't know what to do. And it's like, well, just let me know. Uh, and I think it's hard for us to, how do we let somebody know mm-hmm. what we're going to do? And I often think, you know, if we had a, a guide that was a little easier to follow, it might be helpful. And then we also, I think, feel bad because, well, they can't receive communion. And it's like, well, yeah, you're right. But they could down the road. Mm-hmm. And how do you help them not feel left out? Mm-hmm. Because they can't. And, and, and I think if we could be a little bit better on that, too, uh, we might be more apt to have people come. Because nobody likes to be the one that doesn't at anything. Yeah. Like when you show up and you don't know how does it work and, mm-hmm. you know, how do I help them along? So <laughs> this girl comes to... Uh, Christmas Mass, 10 p.m., like the biggest, like most beautiful, solemn night, dark, like, and we're processing back to the back of the church, and there's this girl in the middle of the hallway, and you can just tell she's like fish out of water. Yep. <laughs> All by herself. There's no one else in the hallway. And the usher had been trying to, like, talk to her. And um, then I come up to her, and I, I'm like, you're new here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. My father, John, you know, just uh, uh, well, some friends invited me instantly. I knew who it was because some people had been talking about her, saying, like, oh, we're going to invite this girl to come yep. to Mass. Um, I said, well, you, their parents. I'll sit you with their parents. And I looked in the side, and, yep, they're up front. And so, uh, so the usher's like, oh, I'll take them. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, like, there's people attending. that We recognize her. We see her. Yep. Like, the usher takes her all the way in the back and then walks her up the front to sit in the front with the people. And I said to her, I said, this is your first time here. The best thing to do is just receive it. Just like, don't let go, you know, just receive, just receive. And just do what everybody else is doing and you'll be fine. The one, the two things she asked of her friends when she said, she says, well, uh, can I, I don't want to have to do everything you guys are doing. (laughs) (laughs) And can I just sit in the back? (laughs) And both of her desires were just like blown out of the water. By the pastor. But this is the thing. How come she wasn't like distraught about this? Because the girl she sat next to helped her with the music. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's it. That's yep. what you're saying, yeah. right? Like she was helped. She know, like I'm I don't know what's going on, like, but someone here is with me. Mm-hmm. And if that person had just kept their book to themselves or not said anything to them, or if I had just ignored her, 
been so busy about starting mass, I missed this young lady in the hallway. Yeah. So, I. Yeah, I think it, I think it is. It's uh, it's helpful for us to realize what it's like to not know what to do and how to feel welcomed and helped along. Well, that's a good start to the morning there, gentlemen. I'd like to take us to break. You're listening to Lamb Catholic Radio, or Rutten Brothers times three. I don't know if we ever come up with a name for our the show. The Balding there. Brothers. The Balding Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be balding. That would be an active. The Bald uh, Brothers. Hey. We, <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, yeah. I got enough uh, to be balding. All right, all right. He's offended. Uh, we'll be right <laughs> back uh, with a little cultural commentary. I think we're going to have a little discussion at Hacksaw Ridge when all we right. return. Sounds good. Your family is depending on you. Your family is looking to you to make sure that they are safe, protected, and taken care of. Knights of Columbus Insurance offers the protection they need, whether it is term life or whole life, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, annuities, retirement planning, estate planning, or an insurance analysis. Please call Jason Lures at 605-270-3463 or Heath Dickelman at 605-351-7978. Knights of Columbus Insurance. At Mount Marty College, we believe in a college journey filled with purpose. We believe in developing the unique gifts that God gave you. We believe in rising above stereotypes, in shattering expectations and fears on your journey to become your very best self. We believe every student deserves an opportunity to shine. At Mount Marty, we believe in faith and a community that lifts you higher than you dare to dream. At Mount Marty College, we believe.
Now back to the Rutten Brothers. Here's Joe Rutten. Well, welcome back, everybody, to uh, Rutten Radio and my brothers, Father Paul from the Immaculate Conception in Watertown and Father John from Hilltop, East Sider. Always a North Ender, though, right, boys? Absolutely. All right. Well, we uh, have a little cultural commentary, a little movie review, I think. We're going to turn into Siskel and Ebert times three. Uh, with a little hex, Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. Caught myself a movie last night. Wow. Yeah. Was that good? Yeah, it was. Awesome. It, it was great. So yesterday, <clears throat> if you follow Twitter, uh, a tweet came out from Lamb Radio uh, reminding everybody that we were going to be on the radio. <laughs> and I'm about to take a nap, and all of a sudden I get, I get a text from my brother Joe, and he says, are we on the radio tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm right. Yeah. And he's like, guess I'm going to go see a movie tonight. <laughs> uh, so I called him and had a conversation. He's like, no, aren't we on the third Wednesday? I'm like, no, 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 no. That's in February. <laughs> no, we're in the first one. Yeah, so he's yeah, like, I had oh, months off. oh, well, good, good, good thing Lamb Radio tweeted out that we were going to be on the radio. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so uh, yeah. God bless my wife. She has to live with me. Yeah, and this morning when he tells me this, Paul, Father Paul stays at my place, so he wakes up, or when when I wake up, and he tells me this, and I wanted to like jump, I wanted to kill you. <laughs> like, how many times did we go back and forth about when it was? 
right? Numerous times. Yeah. So anyways, well, uh, all right. So anyway, we all saw the movie. Speaking though. of killing me, yeah. uh, we're we're, we're going to talk about a little pacifism here uh, yeah. with Hacksaw oh, Ridge. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. what you, what you think, fellas? It's a pretty dang good movie, huh? Wow, it was intense. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, and I think sometimes the, the question is always asked: Is the violence necessary? Mm-hmm. You know, we can be so Absolutely. graphically. And, and I felt like in this case, it was because it really puts you in this reality of of what war. We don't even really know what war is like, but it made me so nervous that I began to see things in a different way. Uh, And so I felt like, yep, it it needed to be uh, as graphic as it was. Well, and how quickly I wanted him to cop out. Um, Just get off the hill. Maybe we should explain a little bit about the movie for those that haven't seen it. Someone give a quick review. Hacksaw Ridge, John. Oh, yeah. All right. So Hacksaw Ridge, basic premise. uh, Seventh-day Adventist, World War II, um, small community in the South, and uh, everybody else is enlisting in the Army, and so two brothers decide they're going to enlist as well. But one of them, um, as an anti-gun uh, uh, premise as mm-hmm. he enters the military, uh, this uh, conscientious objector, uh, objector has never been done before in military uh, history and so to object he, and then to enlist. object and then enlist. Yeah, so he didn't just conscientiously object, but he wants to serve, mm-hmm. uh, but he doesn't want to carry a gun, and so he wants to be a medic. And in his words, he says, uh, "While the world is destroying itself, I want to put it back together." Mm-hmm. And so he does. He enlists, and he ends up uh, winning a, a tribunal, a trial where he can serve in the military and doesn't have to carry a gun. And I think at the heart of the story is the idea of courage and what it means to uh, face uh, evil, face war, face uh, uh, the trials in front of us, and to do so without uh, anything but ourselves. And so he does. And he's, you can imagine being the the group of soldiers that has the guy that doesn't want to carry a gun with him. Yeah. And they're thinking, well, what in the hell? Right? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> pardon my French. Like, you just said a bad word. Well, and, and my, my only commentary is and, that. And is I war- hope kids aren't in the car right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Go on. So, so, but war is hell is my comment with, with right. Father Paul, what you said about yeah. it. You know, it really, you do get that sense yeah. of yeah. what the depths of the human condition are. So, anyway, <clears throat> he, uh, his men don't respect him. Because they don't think that when they need him, he's going to be there for them. They won't have his back. Uh, and yet, his heroism in the midst of battle is that he saves all of these lives as a medic, um, including the ones who, you know, who are kind of cursing him sure. because he won't carry a gun. So, yeah. uh, Hacksaw Ridge, World and War Not II. saved all these lives, saved like between 72. 75, 72, yeah, 72 I think men. Is the, is the number. He, he carried off, they say, uh, a, a man every 12 minutes. He dropped off that ridge. Yeah. yeah. yeah I can't imagine. So, Hacksaw Ridge, <laughs> it's a powerful, powerful movie. It's gripping. It's two and a half hours. Yeah. It, but, it, boy, does it keep your attention. What, what I found for me that was challenging in the movie was, so here he is uh, trying to figure out how he can stay in the Army. Uh, and being told that he can't because he won't pass the rifle test. Yep. And in my mind, I'm constantly trying to figure out a way to compromise <laughs> yes. so that he can stay. And so I kept thinking, well, 
Well, what if he just shoots the targets and proves that he can shoot a gun if he needs to shoot a gun, but he hasn't killed anybody, and, and he can pass the test? And, and the guy's like, well, that, that's not my principle. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even want to use a gun. Uh, you know? And, and so I felt in me this, there's this innate trying to figure out how to make everybody happy. Yep. And I think that's part of the challenge of our culture today is we're always trying to figure out a way so everybody can be happy and we compromise the values, you know, that we should hold true. Yeah. And trust that, that God is going to make it work in the end one way or another. And he was willing. If, if he was going to get thrown out, court-martialed, court-martialed then that's what he was going to do. Leavenworth, here I come. Um, and yet, and against marriage, against marriage, against you know, he has yeah. his, his bride that he's gonna, supposed to marry the day of, as the movie, as the movie goes. So he isn't just sacrificing personally, but he's affecting the lives of other people, yeah. his father, his his community, these types of things. For me, the gripping part of it was was a presentation of um, principled actions. A person who's doing something not out of emotion or feeling or but because of a deep principle yep. that he holds within him of pacifism. You know, in the Catholic social tradition, we do have a just war theory. You know, Catholics typically you don't find within the Catholic tradition an anti war, but a principled response to the defense of people in war. Uh, but he's principled. He puts a, he sets his principles and he follows through. And I think that's a story that we need more today yeah. is that are we principled people and how quickly I wanted to compromise myself. Yeah. Like yeah. I'd, I'd, uh, it's tough to look and say, Oh, I'd be the courageous person that would face, yeah. face the, no, I yeah. would not yeah. be the first one off the ridge. I think. Right. And, well, or and, even how about the guy that the, the really strong buff guy mm. uh, who found himself in the middle of war cowering like a little baby. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was so confident that he would be the one, and then when really faced with it, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. he can't even get out of his fox. Yeah. And that's, in so many ways, why I kind of have drawn back in my own personal life from uh, taking strong ideological positions, mm-hmm. even if they're right. You know what? Who am I? Who am I? I'm like, I'll get there. I'll, I'll, oh, yeah, da, 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 da. Well, I'll get there. I'll be the one in the back of the line. <laughs> like, uh-huh. You go up. You go up. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you do that, you know. Uh, and so it's just like a real recognition. Boy, we aren't always as strong as we think we are. Uh, it doesn't mean we don't have a truth or we don't yeah. stand for something, but it does mean, um, you know, cause I kept thinking of, uh, well, there's so many things. Yeah. The movie was filled with so many things. What kind and of rating would what, you give it? Uh, I would give it, I would give it eight stars. Mm-hmm. I think it was the first time I understood why the Academy Awards exist. Right? Movies are like nothing. They're like, uninterested you know they don't really move you after i left there i'm like okay if there's another there can't be another movie better than made this year there's no way this was like an amazing movie i mean i was like crying i'm like oh my god nobody's looking at me are they it moved me so deeply it made me think about my life it made me think about reality people i know um eight stars without a doubt and i thought there is not a better movie out there if there was one, I, if my if Lucas Lorenzen said to me, "Oh yeah, you haven't seen the movie Silence," I'm like, "Yes, I did see it, and it's not the best." Be, yes, it is. I'm like, "Well, I wonder what the experts think." And on the Academy Awards, we'd eat a lot of popcorn and we'd get some pop and we'd hang out and we'd see what do they all think. That's why the Academy Awards exists, and nobody watches that anymore because nobody there's nothing made that really moves a human person anymore to like be engaged in a dialogue. This movie has engaged a lot of people. 
Eight stars. Yeah. I'd probably go a little bit higher, uh, probably eight and a half. I was trying to think of what what would keep me from even higher. And I think the challenge that when you tell a story is, can I accept that there's dull parts of people's lives? And we don't like that. So there was part of the movie in the beginning where I'm like, come on, get on with the excitement. Uh, and what I was realizing was I was missing that that dull, boring kind of was important to the story. And so often in life, we want to we want to skip the regular daily habits, the regular daily kind of boring parts of life. And we want just the excitement of life. Uh, and so I had to sort of say, okay, well, yep, this was his life. It wasn't exciting every single day. <clears throat> but I'd probably say maybe eight and a half stars. Um, it just, it was, yeah, I mean, it was an amazing movie. Well, and the idea that um, it's a true story. Yep. Yeah. And I'm sure because I did, you guys probably did as well, look up the real true story mm -hmm. of the true story and the reality that he refused book and movie rights for so long because nobody proposed to him um, a story that was uh, had integrity to what actually happened right. everybody else wanted to do something different with the story but mm -hmm. say it's based on a true story right uh, and so but finally somebody gave the story close enough to what um, he he felt was the experience, and so he gave Mel Gibson uh, two things. One, welcome back, Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's great to have him back. Obviously, we know his history. We know some of his struggles. Uh, but, boy, is there a more gifted uh, storyteller uh, uh, in movies than Mel Gibson. And Silence uh, it, it would be another one, John. He said coming out with Martin Scorsese. But uh, So with it, uh, eight and a half... I'd give it an eight and a half with you there, Paul. I, I, I actually I found the first part dragging a bit. I'm like, yeah. where's the war? Where's the right. battle? Yep. Where's the the scrum? Like, let's let's get into this. <laughs> uh, but it, it did give that presentation and that background. For me, the biggest takeaway that I walked out of it from was saying, now I know what Uncle Joe might have experienced. Now mm. I know what um, people that go to battle and war might have experienced. Uh, you know, Uncle Jim said to me one time, uh, he said, you know, my brother didn't come back. Oh, You sure. know, it wasn't Joe that came back uh, from war. And I've thought about that, you know, and it's true. Like, and, and it doesn't matter how good you are, how great you want to make the story. The reality is, is war is hell. Yeah. It's, it's terror. This is, this is terror. Nobody in their right mind ought to desire it or want it. And those that courageously go into it, um, you know, this is this is one of the most heroic things a person can do. And yet to do it in his stead where he says, I'm going in to put the world back together. Mm -hmm. The humanity that can be found in the inhumanity of war. I just thought there was lesson after lesson after lesson that could be found. But more than anything, a shout out to our veterans to those, uh, our family members and, and all of those that have served in our military, those serving now, you know, I think about the fact of the brides that are left behind and the, the families, the, the mothers that have to take care of yeah. the children and all of these things. Uh, war has so many um, uh, tentacles. Casualties. Casualties. Well, and I think what you say about humanity is the thing I took away from the movie is Christ isn't separate from 
the human experience. He's in this. Mm -hmm. The most powerful point in the whole movie to me was when he was standing on top of Hacksaw Ridge and all of them are beginning to retreat for the first time and he's at that ridge having been up on there and ready to go down and he says, Lord, what do you want me to do? Or something of that. He's like standing there perplexed. Like, what am I supposed to do? Help me. Mm-hmm. And he hears the voice from the battlefield of someone alive. That is Christianity. To recognize, like, I am in a real relationship in my life with this mysterious God who comes to me through a human experience. Mm-hmm. I am looking in my heart for what I'm supposed to do. And the voice is there. Mm-hmm. And he follows it. And if he hadn't followed that voice, 75 men would, would be dead. Mm-hmm. Uh and yet he followed that voice and look what has transpired because of that. That's, that's the proposal every person has to make before Christianity. Did yes, you... it is a question about whether, you know, there's all these other things that are tied to it. But the f- question is, do you believe that the mystery of God, the one who created us, can enter into our lives? That's the question. Did and you uh, read the readings for the day yet today? No. Hmm, interesting. Uh, so I get a daily email from the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity with my daily reading and prayer. And today's is Andrew and another one of John the Baptist's disciples who realize Jesus is the Lamb of God. Yep. They follow Jesus and engage in conversation. But Peter's prayer, Jesus, each day you say, follow me. With those two words, you invite me on an adventure. There are highs and lows, but I can count on you being with me every step of the way. Yeah. Follow me. And Follow, that's, the, yes. you know, well, that's, and, and do you then, hear the voice first? You know, and that's part of what uh, I love about ministry is when people hear the voice yep. and then they share that with you. Yeah. And it's oh, powerful. Yeah. And, and, and then, then he, each time he just said, Jesus, just one more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and again, that's St. Teresa of Calcutta. Yep. You know, uh, there's too many poor people. And she says, well, tell, you know, I'm making a difference to this one. Yep. Mm-hmm. To the one that I'm in front of, it does matter. Yep. And, and that ability to not get overwhelmed, but instead to say, what's the one right now in front mm-hmm. of me that I can, I can minister to? The other interesting thing, and I think I caught it right, I think he saved two of the enemies. Yeah, he did. And they said in the... And so that idea that yep. he saw humanity on the hill. Yep. He didn't see uh, a left or right. He didn't see enemy, mm-hmm. friend, foe, whatever. And, he it, saw person. and it was somebody in need. And he drung up to the edge, and he brought him down. Yeah, and uh, and, uh, and that ability to, to to be able to to see that, and to say, uh, Jesus is in that person too. Love your enemy, and those who persecute you, like the man who shot at him, he's going to drag off the mountain and save. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, you know, you. There's so many places to go. Oh yeah. Uh, well, let's. So uh, I'm I'm thinking about the the one more mm-hmm. and the poem about the starfish oh yeah okay mm-hmm. and this is a difficulty that i face we all uh is to live a sentimental life so that poem can be like sentimental to me and i can idealize oh yeah throw one you know i saved one more i saved <laughs> one more uh but then in front of reality i'm like totally <laughs> unable to do anything like and i live a sentimental <clears throat> existence that has no change to it. It has no profoundness. It doesn't move anything. But when I begin to see the voice, when I begin to see like something is happening here that is beyond me, that's when sentimentality can be deepened. And this depth like moves me to actually do something. And when you realize like you're an instrument of God saving someone, the profoundness of that just like transforms this world. It transforms the person though. 
Yeah. And we that's are his what hands, carries force. We are his hands and his feet. You yeah. know, it's uh well, if you're out there listening uh, to Rutten Radio this morning, we're grateful that you're here with us, Father Paul, Father John, and myself, uh, talking about Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. What a powerful movie. If you have not seen it, I encourage you, go out, check it out. If you're in Sioux Falls, it's at the cheap seat. It's 3 bucks. Get, yeah. 350. They, they, they're they're, they're yeah, raising three, it, yes. Yeah, you put two more quarters yeah, in there. Yeah, they had to replace two of the seats that were <laughs> actually recliners. Oh, dude, man. You know what? Last commentary, we got to go to a break, but... Um, my legs either got shorter or the seats got further apart. I can't put my. <laughs> I used to be able to put my legs up in between, oh. so that you can oh, rest yeah. them. I can't do yeah. that anymore. So I, I think I'm, <laughs> they must have replaced the seats. But what a great movie! Uh, you know, if you're out there listening, there's some powerful lessons in there. But if if nothing else, we all have the power of impact. Yeah, we all have the power of impact. We can. Be, the Lord calls all of us, as as you said, Father John, to be the hands and feet, uh, to reach out, as Father Paul said. Just the one. Who's in and, front of you? And I think that is what Mel Gibson got across. Yeah. Is this is about Christ. Amen. And it concluded at the end with him as a Christ figure. Yep. He is entering um, that sea of the men, his yep. men, they part ways, yep. right? Like he's entering into Jerusalem. Yep. Right? And then it goes to the scene of him, him being washed yep. in baptism with yep. the water pouring over him. And what pours forth but water and blood. Yeah, yeah. The crucifixion. And at the liturgy, when we pray this one act of Christ's salvific work, uh, his life, death, resurrection, his ascension, we're praying one, one sacrificial mm. offering. This movie is about Christ, and he is the Christ figure. Beautiful insight. Couldn't have said it better myself. You're listening to Lamb Catholic Radio, uh, Rutten Radio, sponsored by Mount Marty. Take a few minutes here, and uh, don't go away. We'll be back. In today's economy, individuals and small business owners need a plan to achieve a secure retirement. Financial Benefit Company's philosophy is to develop secure financial plans for our clients by striving to live up to the promise, safe principle, positive return. Call John Fritch or Daryl Slykehouse at 605-334-8086. Financial Benefits Company is a proud sponsor of O'Gorman Knights Activities on the Voice of the Knights, Lamb Catholic Radio. Hello friends, this is Janet Benkovic. In the 29 years I have been hosting Catholic Radio, I have seen the marvelous ways God has used our program to heal hearts, change lives, and save souls. What a grace and privilege it has been to experience the expansion of Catholic Radio into an ever-broadening field of evangelization. I believe God has raised up Catholic Radio to be a source of inspiration, hope, and encouragement as we face the increasing challenges presented by our contemporary culture. It is indeed a conduit of grace coming into our world today, and maybe you have experienced that grace in your own life. Thanks to EWTN, our program is provided free of charge, but there are many other expenses that must be paid locally to keep it on the air. When you pledge your support, you make it possible for this station to carry programs like Women of Grace every day, no matter the amount. Your gift works to make a difference for you, for others, and for the future of Catholic Radio. Prayerfully consider making a gift right now. To make your pledge today, go to lambradio.com or call us at 605-275-4659. 
Dr. Beecroft and First Class Dental Care are proud supporters of Lamb Catholic Radio. First Class Dental Care offers a wide variety of restorative, cosmetic, and preventative techniques and is open late to fit busy schedules. Their aviation-themed office works to provide first-class services. Their number is 271-9330, and their website is firstclassdentalcare.com. Thank you to Dr. B. Croft and First Class Dental Care for your support of the Lamb Catholic Radio Network. From all of us here at the Lamb Catholic Radio, we'd like to wish a happy birthday to Father John Short, Holy Spirit in Mitchell, Father Andrew Dickinson at the Newman Center in Brookings and St. Paul Parish in White, Father Daniel Smith, Pastor in Clark, Florence and Henry, Father Anthony Opum, retired in the Dakota Dunes, Father Jerry Copel, pastor in Gettysburg and Oneida, and Father Gary Lance, retired in Chamberlain. Happy birthday and many blessings on your special day. At Mount Marty College, we believe in a college journey filled with purpose. We believe in developing the unique gifts that God gave you. We believe in rising above stereotypes, in shattering expectations and fears on your journey to become your very best self. We believe every student deserves an opportunity to shine. At Mount Marty, we believe in faith and a community that lifts you higher than you dare to dream. At Mount Marty College, we believe. The Diocesan Calendar is brought to you by Jameson Rounds, business broker partner with Murphy Business Dakota Lakes. Catholic Family Services will be offering their Grieving the Loss of a Spouse program Tuesday evenings from January 10th through February 14th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. The program is for adults who have lost a spouse and are trying to cope with the pain of separation and loss. For more information, call 605-988-3775. A Rachel's Vineyard Retreat will be held January 13th through Sunday, January 15th. It's open to men, women, mothers, fathers, and grandparents who have been affected by abortion. For more information, call Margie at Catholic Family Services, 605-988-3775. This diocesan calendar has been brought to you as a public service by Jamison Rounds, business broker partner with Murphy Business, Dakota Lakes. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for January 4th. Today we celebrate Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton. Now there's a familiar name, especially in the U.S., Today we mark the feast of America's first native-born saint, an extraordinary woman by any account. Elizabeth Ann Bailey Seton was a wife, widow, mother, convert, foundress of the first American religious community for women, the Sisters of Charity, and of the first American parish school. All of it came in the space of 46 short years. There is something uniquely American about the former socialite, born two years before the American Revolution. Born into a wealthy family, Elizabeth married a successful businessman, saw her husband lose his fortune and die young, experienced disapproval for leaving the Episcopal Church, and struggled to keep her family together by drawing on her talents and her desire to serve humanity. Elizabeth was invited to open a girls' school in Baltimore, which she did in 1808. Within one year, she had founded a religious community of women whose members devoted themselves to teaching and serving the poor. Mother Seton knew disappointment, death, and pain throughout her life, but she turned to God and found God at every point. Canonized by Pope Paul VI in 1975, she is buried in Emmitsburg, Maryland. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day.
Prayers for the Faith of Departed is brought to you twice daily by Paulson Monuments of Canton, South Dakota, where you will notice the difference. We would like to pray today for the repose of the souls of Lois Graff, Alice Cook, and Barbara Hazing. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. If you have a deceased family member or a friend that you want us to pray for here at Lamb Catholic Radio, call us at 605-275-4659 or email the name of your loved one to info at lambradio.com. Prayers for the Faithful Departed, heard in the 7 a.m. and 3 p.m. hours, Monday through Friday, is underwritten by Paulson Monuments of Canton, South Dakota, offering quality service and value. Hell is- 
You're listening to Lamb Catholic Radio on KSJP 88.9 in Ipswich, Aberdeen, KSTJ 91.3 in Hartford, Mitchell, and Yankton, and 104.3 Juan Diego Radio in Sioux Falls. And now back to the Rutten Brothers. Here's Joe Rutten. Well, here we go, gentlemen. It's uh, off to school this morning. The kids had a long break, a couple of weeks or so off, and uh, now they're back at it, teachers and everybody else. So uh, I think they started up. So maybe we'll give a shout-out to all the kids and uh, say a little prayers. We get to get to, uh, on our way to school if you're listening. Father Paul, Father John, I don't know who wants to jump in and take over. It's my turn. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for the many blessings that you bestow upon us. As we begin this day, we just ask that you might be with us, but especially with our teachers and our students, that their hearts may be opened to come to know your love and your truth, that parents may see the gift of education, and that they may continue to help their children know and love you and to serve you. We just ask as well, Heavenly Father, today that if there are any children who are struggling, or parents as well, that you may be present to them. We ask that you may fill our rooms, our classrooms, with your Holy Spirit, that you may lead us and guide us in all things. We ask that Mary, our mother, may watch over us as well. And we ask all this in your name. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, a little shout-out time this morning here. Uh, Better give a shout-out to the kids going to school and everybody else, teachers waiting for them and parents. I just think of the, like, going to school in the morning. Um, we were kind of on our own. Like, I don't, uh, you just, but all I can always remember at this time is waking up, taking a shower, and then going downstairs in front of the kerosene heater. Yes! yes! Curled up with the towel <laughs> yeah, over you. Yeah. Like, just to trap in the heat. Like, uh, until dad or somebody that. was yelling at you to get cool. going. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I remember the little, the old, like, 1940s electric heater yep. that was in the yeah. bathroom upstairs. <laughs> and you, the person that just got out of the shower would, <laughs> would huddle, huddle around down it. around it. You'd wrap the towel around your back. You'd crouch down uh, like you were Gollum, right? Yeah. And you'd just, like, uh, suck in all the hot air. And meanwhile, then, the door was always unlocked because you'd never lock the door because somebody obvious who's always going to come. That person then would get in and then the next person would start taking a shower while you were like keeping warm. And just try not to electrocute yourself. Yeah. 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 Hung yeah. There. Oh. Remember that? We had a lot of electric heaters. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Uh, well, shout outs, fellas. You guys got anybody you want to say hello to Well, this certainly I give a big shout out to my niece, Grace Woods. Uh, Good morning, morning Grace. Grace. And then Elizabeth Woods, too. I'm going to add her. I don't know if she's listening, uh, but Grace is definitely listening. And the two of them, this last weekend, were at a wedding that I witnessed and then went to the wedding party. Um, and they got me to dance for the first wow. time in, like, 13 years. Wow. Yeah. I don't we had dance. A great time. Only at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, Grace wasn't there. Maybe she would have got you, too. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I'll give a shout-out to Ashley Schulte. Uh, she was a student at SDSU. She actually did all the work while I was there. Uh, she was the student helper. <laughs> she did all uh, the work. A dog. She's known as. Uh, she's a nurse here at Avera. Uh, and then we'll just throw out whether we're related or not. Boss Rutten uh, is a uh. retired MMA fighter uh, who actually has an incredible story of his Catholic faith. Uh, but we figured if he's got the last name Rutten, he must be pretty awesome. So we'll shout out to Boss Rutten. Yeah. So this is uh, you know they always say. 
just in teaching or whatever, you know, you should Google your name every once in a while and just kind of see what the oh, yeah. what the world has out there for you just to make sure. And so uh, this is where I came out across Bass Rutten, and I thought, well, you know, this is interesting. Like, you Google your name, and, like, the baddest dude on the planet comes up. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> like, this yeah. is me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this guy, yep, yep, I got, uh, you know. So uh, as he comes up, whatever, you look into him. Well... I mean, he started in MMA, this mixed martial arts, like back in the days of earlier where like Taiwan and there's, you know, Bloodsport was a movie with Jean-Claude oh, yeah. Van Damme. Like, this is Bass Rutten. Like, this dude's a bad dude. There's no no messing around. <clears throat> you know, now MMA is very popular and it's kind of a, a sport, if you will. Well, so... Uh, I look into Bass, and I didn't even think about the fact that, hey, you actually could be related to the guy, right? Until you look, and you're like, you know, Holland, the Netherlands isn't a very big country, right? And I don't know how many ruttons there are running around there. There's a few relatives over there we got. Uh, but I think we got to look further into this, fellas. Uh, you know, we are kind of, uh, you know, manly men. We <laughs> oh, yeah. have a, yeah. When a I fighters, see pictures of fighters. him, I, look at, I think of myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have a fighter's physique, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, so anyway, Bass Rutten, if you're out there listening, never know. You never know. Uh, yeah, we we have to tweet him, Paul. Paul, you're yep, tweeting. Yep, I'll tweet I'll him up. Tell him hook up. Tell the him he's on radio. Rutten Radio. We'll have to hook him up. We will uh, tell him. We want to bring him to Sioux Falls. Bring him to Sioux Falls. The other one would be uh, the Seek Conference that's going on. Oh, going yeah, on. Yep, yep, yeah. Three yep. P's and a porter. Three uh, P's and a porter. porter. Uh, Cassie P's, who does great art, uh, <laughs> and her two sisters. Uh, are down there now uh, for the Focus Seek Conference. So yep. we'll do a shout-out to the three Ps and a Porter. Right. And lastly... And, go ahead. No, I, I think that we, we can jump more on that Seek Conference, but, uh, you know, it's like we're talking like 12,000 college students oh, like, getting together. Like, this is, a, this is a monster, monster yeah. thing going on. And I'm not sure a lot of Catholics know about it either. So we'll get no. back to that. Yeah. You gonna... I just had one last shout-out. Rose Webb in Yankton was... Uh, um, I would... Did RCIA, his, his, her uh, husband, Brandon, came into the church, um, got to know them really well, and uh, they got a couple little ones. They gave me a like on Facebook, which I'm taking as a slight shout-out. I don't know if they're listening or not, but they're great people. Well, I haven't had anybody hit me up on Twitter or anything yet, so I guess I don't get any shout-out. We'll just uh, jump into uh, the SEEK conference a little bit. Uh, what is SEEK? Tell me a little bit about Father Paul, you, you kind of got a good idea on FOCUS and what's going on there. Tell us a little bit about uh, FOCUS and the SEEK sure. conference. So FOCUS stands for Fellowship of Catholic University Students, uh, started by uh, Curtis Martin. It was really uh, in response to, if you go to public universities, they have uh, non-denominational Bible groups. Uh, their Campus Crusade, uh, Navigators, different ones like that. And what we, they found was Catholics would uh, leave the church uh, because they'd join these groups and they'd begin to be on fire and they'd see people who were living their faith. So Curtis is like, well, we can do this. Yeah. So they send four missionaries to a university to do Bible studies, uh, to do mentoring, those kinds of things, and really try to help Catholic college students live virtuous lives, grow in their faith, uh, and then to be able to evangelize and share that. Uh, they have then conferences uh, where they want to gather them all together uh, to be able to do that. Uh, and the SEEK conference is just that. So college students from all over the country are invited to go down to Texas uh, for a conference uh, where they'll learn more about their faith, uh, aspects of it, uh, come together and just really begin to see the power 
uh, of, of our faith and, and that we're not alone and that there's excitement and there's uh, enthusiasm. There's an incredible richness to our faith uh, that we often sometimes feel like we're the only one. You know, you talk to kids who live in towns where it's not a real Catholic town, uh, you know, and, and they look around and they see the Catholic faith and it seems dry and boring. Or, uh, and the Sea Conference is an opportunity um, to see it in a new light. Uh, it is open to everyone, uh, so it's not just for college students either. And so there'll mm -hmm. be families there, there'll be religious orders there, there'll be all kinds of people uh, at the conference. I know uh, Father Andrew Dickinson, we can give him a shout-out. Mm -hmm. uh, and then probably Father Jeff Norfolk from yeah. USD. So SDSU and USD are taking people uh, down there as well uh, to be able to uh, take part in it. Um, so the uh, There's Sioux Falls... You know, it, when we were in seminary, they called us the Catholic Disneyland. I don't know if that still floats around these days I've or not. I've heard something but, of the same tone. Uh, so, we're, you know, Sioux Falls is a great place. The Diocese of Sioux Falls I'm referring to and uh, being a seminary and these types of things. But Sioux Falls has really a strong, strong foundation nationally that we don't always give credit or recognition to. There are a lot of uh, Sioux Falls Diocese people that are part of FOCUS. Um, I don't know what statistics are out there to kind of say, hey, this is the percentage of representation. But boy, I can't, I can't imagine there's many places in the United States that send per population more kids to be missionaries on focus yeah. um, to the point where they're coming at you from all directions. Mm -hmm. I think Father Morgan said to me, sports about five of them. Yeah. Well, to have five from a city of 250,000 people or from the diocese is amazing. But uh, I know I, I'm a spiritual prayer partner for Becky Jardine and then I have Ashley Schulte and uh, um, uh, Caitlin Schulte and yeah. there's other ones on. Uh, Austin Simon, I think, and other kids going to be going on. And yeah. it just seems like, wow, do parents and do other people in, in the diocese realize yeah. what's going on yeah. with our college students and with these missionaries? Well, just that my parish uh, is Courtney... Uh, Metzger and her husband uh, um, uh, are yep. missionaries. Uh, Becky Jarding was connected there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they all just slipped my mind. I think we have four yes, just from four my parish, from parish. <laughs> uh, who are focused missions. Sean Turgeon and Rachel, oh, yeah, Rachel. Turgeon uh, aren't in my parish. Rachel Rogers. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, these are this, and this is like giving your life. You're like, like what most people would then begin their career right after college. This yep. person is saying, like, I'm going to go share Christ's love and help people grow in what is primary and essential. And it's a lot. Well, and that it's Curtis Martin has got something because the training that they receive in fundraising oh, yeah. and organization, and uh, it is phenomenal. Yep. That, that Becky yeah. Jardine, every time I'm like, man, when this girl's finished with, as a missionary, somebody in Sioux Falls needs to hire her because yeah. <laughs> She yeah. is going to be a fantastic employee. And it, 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 the, the, you know, a little cherry on the top, Maggie Johnson or Dan Johnson, they, uh, they just got off the bus down there, and it's 77 degrees. Oh. <laughs> so oh. not only are they, like, basking in the grace of the Holy Spirit, but it's, it's 77 warm. degrees where they yeah. are. Uh, and it is I'm negative sure seven. Here. Many, many beautiful things. <laughs> <laughs> it's negative seven in Sioux Falls. So uh, that's... Somebody the, chose wisely. Yeah, but no, it's a real grace for all that's going on. And you know, it, it brings up something that I was at this wedding, I think, or sometime during the holiday season, I was talking to people and they were asking me about state, the state of the church. And frankly, just the conversation was super pessimistic. And it kind of made me 
mad, but then it helped me realize, no, that's a choice that person wants to do. Yeah. Like, and we can do that in the church. Like, we're holy and we got it together and, like, and the world is dark and bleak and like, if everybody would get it together. No, the fact of the matter is, I'm dark and bleak, but Christ has come into my life. Mm-hmm. And I can look out at the world, and if I want to see all of the darkness, it's going to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I want to see all of the bad things, they're going to be there. If I want to see all the way in which people in my parish aren't following Christ, it's going to be there. If I choose to, I can see the Maggie Johnsons of the world. I can see the the Tibbets singing at Christmas and this friend of theirs coming uh, out of nowhere and the chance that she sits next to, it's her first time ever coming to Catholic Mass and she sits at the 10 p.m. Christmas Mass next to the other person who two years ago came to their first Catholic Mass at the same time. Like, the world is filled with things. But who knew that 12 to 18, I think it's 18,000 college yeah, students yeah. are together right now. Down in Dallas. Yeah. And so if we want to see that, we're going to see the world is, like, transforming. If we don't want to see it, and if we look to the news, the news is never going to put yeah. that out there. No, yeah. I always thought uh, just peeking in at RCIA was always a good way just to remind myself that everybody isn't leaving the church. <laughs> Uh, there's actually people that are crawling, crawl, you know, uh, scraping and and clawing their way into the church that, yeah. that see the great uh, gift, the pearl of great price that that the Catholic yeah. faith is, and they want to be a part of it. Yeah. And I think the other one, as you were talking about, that is a great example is the March for Life. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't find an event that the media works harder to pretend isn't existing <laughs> than the March for Life. Because mm-hmm. when we were out there, remember? Yeah. We were there, and we had this huge march for life, yeah. and nobody covers it. The next day, there's a gun rally with, like, 2,000 people. Yeah. And everybody's covering it. Yeah. And it's like, you just missed thousands and thousands Hundreds of and thousands. people marching. But no, they didn't exist. That have been doing it for year yeah. after year after year. After year, year after year after yeah. year. Yeah. Peacefully. Yeah. Uh, no, they're not going to cover yeah. it. It's just not going to be there. Uh, and, and again, I think that's... Uh, our ability to say, how do we share that? And I think that's the, the, the blessing in one sense of social media when used properly is you can't stop 100,000 people tweeting. Mm-hmm. Like you so. just, unless Twitter's going to try. Mm-hmm. But So they tweet it. So if you go and you want to learn about Seek Conference, then and you're using Twitter, hashtag Seek. Yep. You know? and, and all of a sudden you're going to see a whole new world. And I think that's that ability to be able to say, what do I need to do so that I can begin to see it in a new way uh, or to hear about it. Uh, yeah, and which goes back to the sentimental dynamic. I think whether you're Catholic, Christian, nothing, if you're living a sentimental life, you'll always follow a power that's greater than an earthly power that just kind of, but if you are looking for real life, if you're looking for authenticity, even if you're not a Christian, like if you are a real human being looking for authenticity, you aren't going to just remain at what is subtly out there in the, in the world of news or magazines or all this. You're going to be looking for real things. And so you're going to go deeper into it. And the Christian is the one who recognizes right in my life something happens and I can follow this. So the March for Life last year, they're all out there. No news has ever put anything on TV. They rarely ever talk about the fact that all of, all of Washington pretty much shuts down. These people don't come to work anymore. Because the place is so congested with people every year that they know they might as well not come. And nobody on the news ever reports this. It's so busy. They just don't come to work that day. Uh, so what, what happens though, on I the way wonder, back? Like as far as marches? The and, number of people? Yeah, I mean, it's is gotta it? It's got to be like, you know, it's got to be the top of most years, I would bet. Really? Maybe the inauguration might 
bring more, but it's huge. And uh, but this last year, the snowstorm in Pennsylvania, those all of those people got stuck on the turnpike. And here, all of these people responded to this tra- difficulty with like joy. They were like excited, and all of a sudden, this made national news that these people. Uh, and what did they do? They got off the buses and they made a snow altar <laughs> and they offered the sacrifice of God. No, like so they pa- said, so mass right there. Father Paul, you uh, maybe you know the name. So as I'm reading this story, this famous story last year of the Turnpike Mass, right? Yeah. You know, they all get off the. Um, I find that the organizer, the idea guy, that says, hey, we should build an altar and have mass here. Uh, do you remember a guy by the name of Bill Dill from St. Yes. Paul's? Oh, my gosh, St. Yeah. Paul's Outreach? Yeah. Bill Dill's the guy. Oh, my gosh. That came up with the idea. And, and I thought to myself, only Bill. What a guy. So <laughs> I'm sure he's not listening, but Bill Dill, what a guy. Uh, but the idea that one person can transform a situation, yep. like his, his spirit is indomitable. His joy is indomitable. And no snowstorm is going to conquer this guy. Like, he has Christ in him. He's, he's filled with one idea can transform the whole situation. Now, obviously, that, that was a rough situation. I yeah. mean, they had to make sure people had water, people were pregnant, these types of things. Like, this is a real situation. But yet, the spirit of Christ was present in a person. And this idea that people transform lives and impact lives uh, who are those people in your guys' lives, maybe, that you recall? that uh, who, Somebody that has impacted your life or other people's lives in your parish or uh, any stories of impacting lives Well, like Bill Dill? Yeah, one just, um, there's a family in the parish that um, had the, the, I go to dinner at this house, and I'm sitting down there, and the wife, we're having dinner, everything's going, and like, you have, have you ever had somebody just kind of like looking at you? <laughs> and I kind of felt like she was just looking at me. Well, she finally, you know, there's something here. And, you know, and I just said, well, I belong to a lay movement, community and liberation, and I'd just encourage you to come to these meetings that we have. And she did. Hmm. So she comes to the meeting. She kind of starts getting involved a little bit, reading what reading. And we do charitable works down at the St. Francis house. And she, okay, we're following, right? Something's happening. I'm interested in this. And she goes down. Well, they're making the plans this one month. And she hears that they're going to go out for a glass of wine afterward as the people that are doing it. And so she doesn't, she wants to do this. Well, her kids have swimming lessons. And so she has to bring the kids so she can't go out for wine. And she's like, ah, you know. Well, Braxton the second oldest comes with and they put him they put the kids up in the front of the serving line and Braxton starts talking somehow about this nativity play he's going to be in at St. Lambert and this woman somehow is in this conversation with a grade school boy about this nativity play and he's so excited because he's going to be the king (laughs) he's going to be one of the kings I go to the nativity play and after it's all over this woman by the name of Michelle comes up and she is like totally like in awe of what's happening. And she can't believe that she has been welcomed here. She lives at the St. Francis house. She was invited by this boy, like 
the life that he had was so like attractive to her, to her that she came to the play at the parish. And I think to myself, like I hear the gospel, like the good news will be proclaimed to the poor. And you can put poor in any category. But if someone's living at the St. Francis house, they're not in a position in which any of us would want to be. You know, that's a portion of society that's trying to get on their feet. Every one of them wants to get somewhere different. And I think to myself, this woman is being transformed right now at St. Lambert Parish. Christ is reaching her. And it all began because I was at a dinner table and the mother took seriously what it was that was happening in her. And she began to follow that. And circumstances put this boy in the serving line who would be so serious about what was attractive to him, which was that he was going to be the king in the nativity play. And she took seriously that something's moving in her. And she wants to follow whatever this is that's happening. You guys are having the nativity play? You're letting me come? Yeah, I'll come changes me that's a life following christ amen brother impacting lives how do you impact the lives of those in your sphere of influence father paul yeah i was thinking about them all and i realized i don't know that i ever actually asked any of them if i could talk about them so ah that's always the deal yeah uh, <laughs> and that's that's sometimes the, the challenge of it all um yeah, it's, you know, there, there's a lot. I mean, there just is a lot going on that I do see of people being impacted in different ways and, and beginning to see that Christ is working just in their ordinary, average, daily lives. Uh, and I think you, you see it a lot, you know, at least for me at Christmas, different cards that come. You know, and you, get a, you get a lot of Christmas cards as a priest, uh, and you, you read them all, you know, uh, and some of the things that they say, you know, just that reality of their ability to be able to, to find Christ in the middle, you know, of it all, uh, it really is, it's, it's an amazing thing. So I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to have somebody that I can talk about without having talked to them first. Uh, so I'll have to, hmm. do you want to do one, Joe, and then... Impacting or is that why, is that why you... I, I, <laughs> that's why he's pulling it off to me first and you second and he's... Uh, <laughs> You know, at, at the cathedral, we've got, uh, we started a Catholic Young Leaders Institute for, we're trying to uh, build a bridge between high school and the professional life for our college kids. And kind of this, you know, entrepreneurial idea that we dreamed up. Well, we just had our Christmas gathering. And so the idea is you bring the Catholic professionals from the community into in a relationship, into an event with the college students. And they mentor and provide insight, wisdom. And then we did a, a professional training where they do uh, interview practicums, where they practice interviews with the professionals. Uh, I, you know what moved me the most was how powerful, uh, how powerfully the professionals were moved oh. mm. by ah. the experience. I wasn't expecting that. I was hoping, obviously, that the kids are impacted, right? That they, yeah. they gain something that in turn makes them want to come back to Sioux Falls, come back to the professional community. That provides them a networking opportunity, so on and so forth. Virtuous formation, these types of things. I wasn't expecting the professionals to be so moved. Um, and so thinking of, you know, uh, Christy Pease and Kim Bartles, who's the keynote, and what what I constantly heard from him was, I didn't have this when I was in college. And therefore, out of their absence, 
they, they want to steward back. And it just makes me think about in our own lives, what is it that we didn't have? And in that absence, not to be bitter. You know, sure. I didn't have money, therefore sure. I didn't have nice clothes. Or, you know, I didn't get to travel the world. I didn't get to go to Vail like John did, you know, and have skiing accidents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yet out of that absence, um, is there a, a gratitude or a desire to give to those that are now in an opportunity to receive that which I didn't have. And so that was very powerful. I was, I was very moved by the, the professionals in our community. And just that encouragement that um, giving faith doesn't, it, this isn't, the proposition that Christ brings to our lives isn't just about catechesis on Sunday or Wednesday mm-hmm. night or a program that it's about a relationship in that who you are as a person professionally Mm-hmm. as well as in your faith and spiritual you have so much to give back to the younger generations to the college students to the young professionals and so that that really was a powerful moment last week for me where i realized that we have so much more to give uh, than just simply saying oh i i i do catechesis on sunday how do you impact the lives of people at work mm-hmm. this morning you know, it, what's your coffee, your, your water cooler conversation like at, at the office today, um, in the classroom today? What is, how are you impacting people's lives through encouragement, through kindness, like the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Do we really harness the power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Understanding, the gift of understanding. How many people out there just want to be listened to? They just want somebody to say, I hear your pains. I'm listening. I'm here for you. How many people just want to have somebody sit down and, and offer words of kindness to them? And that Hacksaw Ridge, the, the thing that keeps coming back to me is, in a world which is divided and at war with each other, I want, you know, in his words, you know, I want to bring back together. You know, is, is that who we are? Are we peacemakers um, in our daily lives? So anyway, shout out to the Catholic professionals in the community and those that stewarded to our college students. And uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, harnessing those gifts is something that's kind of sticking with me. So with that, I think we'll uh, take a short break and we'll wrap it up here in the next uh, half hour. We got a half hour left. Uh, Please don't uh, leave us. Continue us. We'll be back in just a minute. Lamb Catholic Radio, sponsored by Mount Marty Rutten Radio. Your family is depending on you. Your family is looking to you to make sure that they are safe, protected, and taken care of. Knights of Columbus Insurance offers the protection they need, whether it is term life or whole life. Long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, annuities, retirement planning, estate planning, or an insurance analysis. Please call Jason Lures at 605-270-3463 or Heath Dickelman at 605-351-7978. Knights of Columbus Insurance. This is Kevin Colhane, Director of Development for the Lamb Catholic Radio Network. I'm asking you to prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible gift to raise the necessary funds we need to continue to broadcast authentic local and national Catholic programming 24 hours a day, 7 days a week throughout the Diocese of Eastern South Dakota. You can make a tax-deductible pledge to support Lamb Catholic Radio by calling 605-275-4659 or go online and make a secure donation at our website, lambradio.com. 
We thank you for your continued generosity, which enables us to change people's lives. God bless you. A lady emailed me the other day from a local college, and she's on my, my email list, and she said to me, hey, pray for me. I'm the only conservative prof here. of some kind of at Mount Marty College we believe in a college journey filled with purpose we believe in developing the unique gifts that God gave you we believe in rising above stereotypes in shattering expectations and fears on your journey to become your very best self we believe every student deserves an opportunity to shine at Mount Marty we believe in faith and a community that lifts you higher than you dare to dream at Mount Marty College we believe
And now back to the Rutten Brothers. Here's Joe Rutten. Good morning. Only once. <laughs> Only once. Oh. Come on. All right. Well, we got a half hour left here, fellas, and. Uh, you know, a couple of things coming up, just uh, if anybody out there listening, if you got kids or if the kids are listening, most of them are at school now. But, boy, there's a, there's a great event in Sioux Falls coming up. Uh, Holy Spirit, I believe, is sponsoring an intermission. It's kind of a, a, a halftime break, if you will, of the Steubenville conferences that a lot of people like going on. So anybody in the diocese that's interested in coming down at O'Gorman High School coming up this Friday, I think, is it, Father John? You got the date mm-hmm. on that? Uh, this Friday, intermission, 10 bucks uh, for high school kids to come down and have a little uh, praise and worship and grace. And Sonar, a great band, uh, with Caroline McVeigh, uh, my Aussie friend, uh, who's just a rock star, will be down with her band. And it's just going to be a great lineup. So Sean Hansen over at Holy Spirit's organizing that. So if anybody out there is listening, that's a great opportunity for for some uh, praise and worship and some conversion experiences if people are looking. One thing uh, we could, I got a shout out from Laura Woods, Rutten, our sister, um, and she said something really interesting. She said every time she ever meets somebody from Sioux Falls or from the diocese or anybody connected to Focus, which there's a lot of them and you hear it a lot, uh, or somebody that's in a Bible study maybe at USD or she always remembers when you were working so hard, Father Paul, to bring Focus here that there was a day when they didn't even exist, but you oh. knew about them yeah. and worked really hard Did to you get bring them. them so in? she said every time she meets somebody, she says a prayer for you. Oh, oh. good. Well, that's why yeah. you're so holy. Well, it was... Yeah, so what had happened was Father Scott was at uh, SDSU, a trainer, and he had begun some conversation with Focus, and students had gone out to the Focus conferences back in Denver, uh, and we were working on trying to get him, but we didn't have a bishop. And so mm-hmm. Curtis Martin wouldn't come without a bishop. Uh, but yeah, so we did. We worked We worked hard, and it was it was hard because we were trying to explain why this was a new way to do it. Uh, it was not cheap, all those kinds of things. But yeah, so it, it, it was a, a, a great thing to be able to do. Um, yeah, so that's good. When was that? When did uh, they first come into our... So, so SDSU and USD? Or? SDSU. They came to Madison SDSU first. Too. Uh, so Bishop Swain would have been our bishop. Gotcha. We had to wait till Bishop Swain yep. was our bishop. And then, uh, you know, so I don't even remember which year it was, uh, when I was at SDSU. So late, late, um, I don't even know, 2000. Yeah. But anyway. But you're, you, know, you were the, we were the first university. Yeah, we were the first university to get focus on campus. Gotcha. Uh, was SDSU. And now they're at? USD. SDSU, maybe Northern. Yeah, uh, I think Northern. And then I don't think there's anybody in Rapid City. Do they operate they out of to, the Newman Center? They well, go, they might go down to Madison now. Yeah, I think they'll go to Madison from the Newman Center yep. there. Gotcha. Um, so That I understand. Yeah, so it's good. Well, fantastic. Yeah, so uh, as we were talking about movie reviews, I think maybe we have to have a a monthly movie review Yeah. Uh, for the Rutten Radio, and we'll give our ratings. Although, uh, uh, there is some controversy on the horizon here Big about stars. About, can you give a movie a rating of seven, eight? Uh, or don't movie ratings only go to five? I have well, proof right here in this email from, I will, the person will remain unnameless, just in case mm-hmm. it falls one way or the other. It says the highest, from Google, 
right? Google. I All mean, right, it's Google. Google, yeah, Google says Google the highest rating any film earned was five stars. The British film magazine Sight and Sound also rated films on a scale of one to four stars. Well, we we like to break the mold, right? Like we you know, <laughs> turn it to eleven. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do our own thing. The Rotten Radio, Rotten Radio is going to have movie reviews, and gosh darn it, we're going to do it out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you need more fluctuation, don't you? Yeah, There's yeah, five yeah, stars, five and if you on. choose five and I choose four, and Paul doesn't want to have to side with either of us, but not say it's average, he's in trouble. Right. And Paul well, doesn't always like to. You know, what if gives us more? We did it out of nine. And that way you could. Nope. And we thought, <laughs> of the nine ruttons, how many would approve? Oh. So there's nine kids. Uh, and we'd think about right. it and say, right. well, right. you know, because not all nine of us would probably ever agree on one movie. Yeah. So it rarely oh. would get a nine. We could even throw 11 in there for mom and dad. That <laughs> might be good. So if we did so nine. We'll have to of of the nine. Hmm, that's a good way to look at it. All right. Well, next month, I think we should do a little shout out we can, or a little movie review, and we can encourage everybody else listening to follow with us. Check it out. Um, but I show one at church every year, and it's fantastic. We got Silence coming up. That's going to be out there, so we'll get to Silence. Maybe that'll even be the one. But Butterfly Circus. I, I can't believe that you guys haven't seen the Butterfly Circus. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's going to blow your minds away, all right? From a catechetical standpoint, John, you referred to in Hacksaw Ridge the baptism, right? That the, the water and the blood from the guys he takes to shower after battle. No, well, don't ruin this movie for Butterfly us. Effect is filled Oh, not Butterfly Effect. Butterfly, 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 butterfly Circus. circus. <laughs> thank you, thank yeah, you. Don't yeah. go watch the yeah, effect because you you're going to be... So check out Butterfly <laughs> Circus. It's about a 25-minute short yeah. film. You can get it online. And I promise you that it, it will be a game changer for you. And we'll do a little uh, Nielsen Rutten Rutten review next, uh, next month for the Butterfly Circus. All right. Well, as we wrap up here in our last... Wrap up? We got like a half hour. Yeah, we got a half hour, 25 minutes, so... Uh, well, it's the back end, right? So we're kind of wrapping up. Yeah, but wrapping up takes 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like saying goodbye. <laughs> At the, yeah, yeah. At the right now. Yeah, it takes yeah, goodbye. Yeah. goodbye. Uh, takes uh, a remember that when they would run in and then oh, they like last... 25 minutes later, they'd have driven around the city or something and come back in the back door and you're all sitting Got there, Aunt Mary smoking her cigarette, you know, in the living room and then... Kim Donnelly would come running in and would tag, you're it, and then and run out off. the door, and Rick would chase him down the street. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was chaos. The, uh, so. <laughs> we did. I don't know why. Yeah, the, the, the goodbyes. I always think about, man, remember Aunt Mary's house? Man, what, what great times up oh, there in yeah. the cities. Yeah. Uh, saying goodbye where you're trying to throw water on each other and uh, <laughs> chasing each other down the down the driveway as you're, you're departing. Well, What's going on in your guys' parishes? I'm always, you know, the lives of oh. a priest, the lives of a priest, we know that you only work one day a week. You got yeah, Sundays. It's so awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> Young men, it's great. Yep. One and day fel- a week. Fellas out there, that's a, it's a good one. No, good, since good the good Second Vatican Council, they put us to work for a day and a half. I got to start Saturday. Oh, you got to start Saturday. Evening. Evening. Well, can you believe it? Uh, <laughs> you know what? This this would be to, to take back to the, to the listening lives. Our Faith in Real Life series, uh, Chris Sarver. Uh, knocked it out of the park. Oh, who's this? She was unbelievable. Uh, so she came up from Iowa. Uh, she was on the Journey Home Network. Uh, she was baptized Catholic, uh, but left the church at about age 10. Uh, and so she she came back. Incredible story. Incredible story. She had her parish just mesmerized. Uh, 
Yeah, and she's still on the journey. And what was beautiful about it is she has the freedom to let her husband be on his journey too. Mm. And her brothers and sisters on their journey and everyone. She really learned that sometimes the truth can be used as a battering ram and it's not the way we're supposed to do it. But anyway, so Chris Sarver uh, was our Faith in Real Life. And next week we have our next Faith in Real Life series. Uh, and we have the uh, former Watertown Police Chief, uh, Joe Vitek, uh, oh. talking about hope and healing. Wow. Uh, and just how to recover from Wow, how fantastic uh, things. is that? Uh, and so, yep, so we do it uh, once a month. Uh, we'll have mass uh, at 515. We'll have a light meal for people, and then we'll let uh, Joe Vitek, she'll share her story uh, what's, with what's our parents. What's been the thing that you found... Uh, you know, obviously it takes a lot of work to put events like this on, right? And for somebody to dream it up and yep. put it together and organize it, and you got a great staff up there and a great parish. What's at the heart of the success of, of your, those events? Community. Hmm. Uh, what we did is we stopped and we asked the question, what keeps people from coming? Uh, so religious ed does, because a lot of our faithful people are the teachers. So they're like, well, Father, we want to come, but we can't come because we're busy teaching. Uh, Wednesday night is about the only night seems to be left sacred for an event to be held. Uh, children, you know, well, we can't afford a babysitter. Uh, we need to eat. Uh, <laughs> like, so Missy, uh, who is our adult faith formation director, gathered a couple ladies together, and they really asked all those questions, what keeps people from coming, and they answered them all. So we cancel our religious ed at night so that none of the teachers have to be there for teaching. Uh, we provide daycare and young uh, catechists to help with the kids to learn stuff as well. We feed them. Uh, we offer all of it. Uh, and then we bring the whole parish together. Uh, and it becomes a parish-wide event. So I think that sense of community. Uh, and then we touch their lives. And, and I think that was the thing. You know, uh, one of the incredible, uh, what Chris Sarver talked about was the power of confession uh, and, and reconciliation. She, she broke up a marriage uh, and then married the man, and then her best friend took her husband. Uh, <laughs> her first? Or her, so what happened to her, someone did to her? Right. Oh. She and did. she was able to forgive them all. Wow. Uh, in an incredible way. Uh, and just realize that ability to be able to, because of the power of God in her life. Wow. Uh, to be able to do that. Uh, it's an incredible story. We do have it out there. Uh, we did record it. Uh, but a, a phenomenal uh, story. And even what was also amazing, as you know, is just bringing everything together. Uh, her dad was uh, in, in the war, and so Pearl Harbor was important to her. And, uh, they were going to go as a family to Pearl Harbor uh, for one of the last, uh, hmm. whatever, uh, sh not shows, but programs, because they're all going to be dead soon, uh, those that were in Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. um, we hosted it, uh, the event, December 7th. Uh, wow. So Pearl Harbor. Wow. Uh, she wow. was finishing a consecration, uh, and so uh, her consecration... It ended at her parish hmm. on the Feast of Immaculate Conception. Wow. Yeah. So it was like, 
for her, all of these things just came together. You know, the Immaculate, Parish of Immaculate Conception, Feast wow. of the Immaculate Conception, the, the consecration to divine mercy. Like, and she's like, well, here I am. You know, and so was that ability for her to see, like, God orchestrates this entire thing. Hmm. Uh, and there she is. Wow. And I think that ability for our parishioners to see that that actually happens every day. Yeah. And as they look at their lives, they realize, like, wow, it's not an accident. It's not a coincidence that this or that or this or that. Uh, so it really, I mean, it really is, as you can tell, uh, it was a powerful uh, talk. And, and what was beautiful was she read it. She had it all typed out. So it wasn't dynamic mm-hmm. in that sense of, like, she doesn't have a polished story. Uh, she, too, cried. Like, she had, had Kleenex with her because... You know, uh, for her, she just can't get through her story without. But she literally had it all typed out, hmm. and she just read it. Uh, and at first, I was like, oh, great. Uh, here we go. Big here, mistake. Here we you go. Send a broader. Be- well, yeah, because you, you've been there. And oh, you, yeah. You know, and, and it was like, no, this is who she is. Uh, and, and, and it was funny because she couldn't find one of her pages. <laughs> like, it was missing. So she had to, like, and she's, well, I'm missing a page. So she realized, well, this is a moment I have to step out, and I just have to speak. Yeah. Uh, in that, so we're looking forward to our our next faith in real life uh, series. So wow! That's, that's and that just strikes me because when you said her name, I was actually really intrigued. I'm like, great! I don't know her, because what right. do we do in evangelization? We bring in these big names, or we bring in people, but then what happens? We don't think we're them. We don't yeah. think we can do that. We don't think we had to like go get them. Well, you just brought some woman from Iowa who nobody knows, right. and yet here you are in front of us, changing me. And this, to me, is like where you realize, no, it's happening in my life. Like, and that even, even that it would happen at your parish on all these things, this is like Christ. God happens in my life and would come to us. Yeah. You would orchestrate all of this, Lord, that it would happen at our parish? Yeah. yeah. In Watertown, South Dakota, of all places? Yeah. Like, this should be happening in Paris. Yeah. And I remember when I was in or Rome. Or to a saint. Or, or t- yeah. You know. Or maybe to a saint. And I remember being in Rome and meeting this family, and they said, Father, we had a credible experience, kind of like this, when you realize, like, God ordained something. And they said, we want to send our kids to America to study, like, for a year abroad. To you. I'm like, well, you should go to, like, Chicago, or you should send them to (laughs) Minneapolis at least. Like, and then they can come visit. And then I start thinking, I'm like, no, wait. That's not Christianity. Christianity is the fact that something happened here. No, they should come and stay with my parishioners, and they should go to school at my school. And they should like this is like. Yeah. But we so want to separate ourselves. Yeah. But the power when it when we recognize it's me. Yeah. Like you're in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it happened. It was really one of those things again. So a parishioner, Lori Divine, was watching EWTN this summer. Saw Chris Sarver. Saw Missy in the parking lot and said, "Missy, I saw this woman. You should bring her to our parish." The and woman's that name it. is Divine. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and then Misty's like, well, I don't even know who this person is. They're not going to return my calls. There's no way they're going to, you know. And then presented all the dates. She picked the date, the whole thing. Uh, and then uh, here was the thing. Misty's like, you'll stay at my house, too. Oh, so, yeah. it, again, it was this reality, like, and I think this is the part of it, is uh, a parish is a home. And, and we don't, at least in our homes, we invite you into our home, not... We'll get your hotel room, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was the beautiful thing. So then Chris Sarver got to stay with her mm-hmm. and to spend time with her. And, and she came to Mass. And 
you know, all those kinds of things. And that just that ability, she came to our Christmas program. Ah. So she got to come to the Christmas program and just to be a part, like, well, this is our parish. This is, you know, this is what we do. Yeah. Uh, whereas sometimes you bring in these important people and they're like, well, here's my contract. Here's what yep, I need. Yep. Uh, and I'll just, somebody come pick me up. I'll come to the event. I'll go back, you know. Uh, well, okay, we can do that. Yeah. Versus, no, I want to be a part of your parish. I was speaking with somebody who was a driver for one of these important people. And the, you know, important people, I brought in Jennifer for a full while. Like, I mean, it's not, it's not yeah, like it's people. against them, it's but not, yeah. how we can separate ourselves if we're, if we're not attentive to the reality. Go yeah. deep. This person was a driver for one, and they realized that everything that was, they did on stage wasn't what moved them. What moved them was how they were living while they drove in the passenger seat. Oh. They were moved by like how this person was like going about their work in preparation for being on the stage or once they were yep. off stage or whatever. And I thought, isn't that interesting? We could think somehow like I have to be that or, or what changes people is that. No, what changes people could be this, yeah. like you sitting yep. in my driver's seat. And yet I take them out of the driver's seat and I, anyway. Yeah, well, so a reflection two, twofold. One, our own dignity. You know, we're the Catholic Disneyland. We are somebody. We are special. You guys joke about it. I know, like, when I, we, I used to walk into a room at, you know, at the house and be like, I'm here, everybody. Party is And I look back and, you know, if, but we, we are rock stars, right? We, we have dignity. We're children of God. We are special. We are the, the keynote of life yeah right and so <laughs> when we bring in these speakers for the faith and business conference we started i started taking them to o'gorman into bishop dudley house mm. into the cathedral because we are somebody we have something to propose to them yeah. sure i want them to know who our community is yeah. i want them to experience i don't just want to shack them up in a hotel room have them come out on stage give their 50 half hour to take off and then that's their experience of sioux falls no we're inviting you into our home yeah. into our relationship with us and you want to know what it's transformed our relationships with these individuals these these guys are telling other people in the united states that they need to come to sioux falls and see what it's all about why because they experienced us. Yes. Because they're in a relationship with us. And it's not just I spoke at a conference sure. there, but I know those people. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing that I think we can oftentimes miss in programming or yep. event planning. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, no, we're somebody too. Mm -hmm. uh, we have something to propose. I, I heard somebody say recently a way that was helpful. They said, you don't go to the big event for something to happen. Okay. Which is contrary to the way mostly I usually think. Usually I think I got to get all the kids on the bus so we can go have something happen. Mm -hmm. uh, they said something should already be happening, and you go to this to deepen what has happened together. Sure. And so you bring in the person that is the speaker, but you've already been walking with these people in a relationship that are here, and they come to the speaker, and it's like something deepens. Yeah. They they grow more deeply and. And if we set it up where nothing else has happened, then when the person leaves or the event is over, then we're left wondering, now what? Mm -hmm. Because we didn't really have a life to begin with. But when you have something, Christ is happening in your life. Christ is happening at your work. If you're listening to this and you're at a desk right now and you're pouring over some paperwork, I believe Christ is there somewhere. Mm -hmm. That's, he has some relevance to what it is that you're doing. You may not see it. You pray, Lord, help me see you. But if we don't see that, then Sunday becomes just this thing I have to go to. Yeah. Or the big event this year becomes this thing. If, if something's happening in my life, 
then the big event come, becomes this place where it's like, I just want to share with you. And I remember going to the Holy Father's visit in March uh, about two years ago, and it was the first time I understood why hundreds of thousands of people stand in a crowd to see the Pope. And I could have been across the Tiber and it wouldn't have mattered. Why? Because something had already happened to me. My reason for being there wasn't to get to see Pope Francis. My reason for being there was to say, I belong to these people. Yeah. It's, the, it's the same reason why you go to football games versus <laughs> watching them on TV. Because we're interconnected. We are family. We're yeah. built into relationship with each other. And that experience of community... Mm-hmm. can't be transmitted through technology. It can only be transmitted through the gathering. And it doesn't matter how far you are outside of the gathering. If you're on the fringe, you're a part you're of the part gathering. Of yeah. I never saw the pulpit in 2000 at World Youth Day, but I was there. Yeah. I, yeah. Did I go see the pulpit? Yeah, I saw the pulpit. Well, yeah. not really. I was so far away. I can, you know. <laughs> yeah. But no, I was there. I was there. Experienced and when you come back, that, you say I was, I'm at the pulpit. Yeah, I was there. With, yeah, I, was <laughs> yeah. There. I had mass with the pope. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I might not have been able to see him, been there with one million And people. you can still be really excited when you get almost to the front row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So in my oh. parish, we have two, oh, uh, music is happening, I would say. Gotcha. At St. Lambert oh, Parish. Yeah. And it happened in two ways. Uh, Brian Billion is um, someone that I met this summer. I've known the Billion family. They sang at my first mass. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. I had a powerful experience uh, with their voices. But Brian Billion came back last summer. Uh, he really intrigued me by the way he was talking about his music and this community he was a part of, this life that he was living. And um, so it's like, we got to go to coffee. We go to coffee. He's talking more about it. And I was like, you, whatever is happening in me needs to happen to everybody I know. You need to come to St. Lambert. Well, that's all I said. I said, would you come? Yep. All of a sudden, Catherine, his mom's like getting it all worked out. Oh, yeah. And what is he needs to play? And so he comes last week and shares Beethoven and Schumann. And himself. And he plays for us. It was mesmerizing. He played for like an hour and 45 minutes. Oh my gosh. One, Grace and Elizabeth were there with Laura. One, Thomas was there, our nephew. Like, (laughs) there were people there that do not usually come to things like this. Who would come to a classical music? Like, there were so many people there that were of various, they were awestruck. Mm -hmm. Grace or Elizabeth, his first one was like 25 minutes, the first piece he played. Constantly. He played straight for 25 minutes. So the next one they recorded, you know how long it was? He played for 35 minutes straight. Oh, my gosh. People were mesmerized. Okay? So then I asked myself a question. Why was this so transformative? And it brought me back to a comment he had with me when he was practicing that morning. He said, he said I have a deep interest in what I'm doing. I'm passionate about what it is I'm doing. And because of that, when I live this and share this, it provokes curiosity in another. Hmm. And then they become interested in what I'm doing. And it reminded me of Gabe Flynn, my brother-in-law, has this huge passion for Star Wars. And at the banquet Christmas we had, he was talking about it. And I was like, I want to drive however far I got to go to hear you talk about Star Wars at your presentation. He had a, a real authentic desire to live and understand this. And it caused curiosity in um, this is the way forward with evangelization is Brian Billion sharing his love for music. But the difference that people didn't hear is Christ made a difference for him. He was standing at a door of this community of people and he was afraid to go in and he left. And, but he was so alone, like his music had consumed him. It had become like he went back. 
And he went in and this whole community like opened him up and it was transformative when he realized like, like these people help me do that better. If I go be with these people, when I go play music, it's, I'm better. It's different. Uh, well, I go and I visit home people, homebound. And I think I'm there to like, you know, talk to them, offer them confession, da, 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 da. I'm at this one family's house. The wife is the one homebound. The husband comes to mass. And he says, I play the steel guitar. Okay. I thought the steel guitar was like a guitar. It's not for all of you that don't know. I'm, I put my coat on. We have a great visit. I put my coat on and I'm walking out the door. And what do I do? I'm like, I want to hear him play the steel guitar. And I stop and I turn around and I said, John, would you play the steel guitar for me? He like lit up. He goes into his room. He pulls out an amp. He pulls out this. It's steel guitar. looks like a piano. Like it's, and he starts playing. It was, it, it was just as beautiful as Brian Billion. Anybody that went to Brian Billion, if you would have been with me in this apartment, you would have experienced the exact same thing. Music, it like brings us life. But it has to be a life that the other person is sharing and that is passionate to them. And I've just been really transformed that they were so opposite. An old man in an apartment that rarely by himself. Brian Billion at the parish, all these people. But both of them transformed me. And both of them, I believe, Christ was behind the beauty that I was seeking. Amen. Yeah, that uh, Billion families got a few gifts and talents <laughs> yeah. there, don't they? Um, well, you know, the, the parish life is, uh, can be a grind, too. And <laughs> it, it, coming off of Christmas and then uh, the feast day, uh, <laughs> next year, I think it even gets a little more it's rigorous worse. where you do, you do it on a Monday or a Tuesday with Christmas and everything else. But, uh, just on behalf of the parishioners and, uh, the laity out here in the Catholic diocese, we're grateful for your vocations, for your service to the church, to all our priests out there and our, our religious that serve the diocese day in and day out. Uh, we're just so grateful, um, and I just encourage the listeners out there, you know, shoot your priests a, a message of encouragement. Sometimes uh, as a teacher, I experienced that, you know, we only dealt with our, the parents when something was wrong with their kid, but yet not, not to praise the parents. Hey, your, kid's, your kid had a great day or had a good test or uh, these types of things. And so, you know, priests are people too. <laughs> that's, that's my new saying, priests are people too. Uh, but... To encourage them and empower them and, and be grateful for them. Like you said earlier, John, you know, we can look at the world as half empty, as the glass half empty, you know, it can always be pessimistic, negative, or we can stop and see the beauty that's around us. And obviously you guys have great things going on in your parish as the diocese has great things going on uh, all around us. So we're just so grateful. You're listening to Lamb Catholic Radio. Uh, we're uh, podcasting on the website. You can get video live streaming. You can get all the old episodes if you're out there as we wrap up here. This one will be avail made available here uh, shortly today, probably this evening. It will be up on the website, so you can follow us for the two-hour segment. You can watch it if you want on, on the live stream uh, or any of our old 
broadcast. You can watch Mom. We got our oh, show. Yeah. We got a show with Mom. And oh my gosh, people were telling me they're like, "Your mom needs her own show." <laughs> <laughs> I think what they were saying is, "Enough of you boys. Like, yeah. let's bring the real thing on." Yeah. <laughs> you can get. This just, just reminded me. You said that there was something you were going to bring today. Oh yeah, I have a gift for you guys. What? This is awesome. Okay, Remember? ready? He, he you got to close. You got to close your eyes. Okay. All right. Oh, and it's is... so perfect. The weather, it's so perfect. The timing, it's so perfect. Everything. Okay. Where are your coats? <laughs> what okay. are you Keep doing? Your eyes Do you have a coat? Oh, it's out in the. What okay. are you doing? Okay. If you're not watching live stream, <laughs> my brother has. Is, if you uh, are, don't open your eyes. If you are watching live stream, this is the secret. He's putting something in our coat. <laughs> nope, not anymore. Open your eyes. Look at. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. That's Do, don't you remember? Yeah, growing oh, up. Yeah, yeah Carmex. So, there was always a Carmex. So, you put your winter coat on for the first time, and there'd be a Carmex thing in the pocket. <laughs> this this has become the devil to me because I can't do Carmex. I, I why. I, here, this is this is God's gift because you guys know it has glass shards in it. It cuts your lips, and therefore it's why you constantly need more. What? It's because your lips are dried out through the fiberglass. That's yes, I, I swear. Uh, we'll we'll look into this. Uh, all uh, I know is so God the minute loved I Carmex. Saw this, is, I just about jumped out. I couldn't believe it. The, yeah, wow, you that's put awesome. On some Carmex. Mm -hmm. the, the weather's. I have not used Carmex in years because I'm. And it might be an old wives' a myth. It might be an urban legend uh, that there's fiberglass <laughs> and Carmex. No, they used to all have the smell Oh, yeah. Taste. Yeah. You know, you, God <laughs> love you, John. Oh, God love you. Good thing I remember. So, thanks for remembering. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's been a blessing to be sponsored with you. By, sponsored, yeah, sponsored by, by Carmex. And Mount Marty. What will make, what will make you love shards of glass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll get to the bottom of that for next month's show. Next month, we'll be on the third week yeah. uh, of February. We have so Catholic third Schools Wednesday. Week. We have Catholic Schools Week coming up. God bless all our teachers and students out yeah. there as we celebrate. Let us uh, just finish with prayer. John, uh, if you'd uh, be so kind as to close us in yeah. prayer here. In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Entrusting ourselves to the providence of God and the providential way in which he chose to enter this world through the flesh of a woman filled with grace. We come in this uh, new year in which we celebrate the 100th anniversary of Our Lady of Fatima, and we ask for her continued intercession upon our families, upon all of our parishioners, upon those uh, that follow us on this radio show, upon those we love, and most importantly, upon those that uh, do not know the sacrifice and love that God offered for this world. Might Our Lady continue to be a grace that pours out into this world. Hail Mary. Full, full of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.